Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Our eyes are incredible tools. They allow us to see the world in all its beauty, or this morning in all its whiteness. Unfortunately, we often take this incredible gift of sight uh, for granted. Have you ever considered what it might be like to lose sight? Everything is bright and clear one moment, and the next moment, everything is in complete darkness. Now, your, our eyesight does weaken as we age, but what would you do if something more rapid happened to you? If you suddenly started losing your eyesight? You'd probably seek first your optometrist. Book an appointment to see if he could help you. There was once a faithful woman who was suffering from deteriorating eyesight. And so she went to her optometrist to see if her condition couldn't be improved. But sadly, the optometrist informed her that there was nothing he could do for her. The woman remained calm and shared with the optometrist how the Lord had blessed both her and her husband. You may have no eyesight, said the optometrist, but you can truly see. And he spoke the truth. There is a certain type of seeing which is better than physical eyesight. In our Gospel reading, Jesus comes across a man with congenital blindness, blind from birth. The disciples assume that something as bad as being born blind from birth had to come, had to be a punishment for some sort of sin, either his or his parents. The blindness of this man, Jesus replied, was not a punishment for a specific sin. It was an occasion for God's work to be displayed in his life. Jesus is going to display his glory by healing the man. Now, the religious leaders, they agree with the disciples' initial assessment. They think that this man is guilty of specific wickedness, both in the past and, and now. They even kick him out of the synagogue. The Pharisees thought they had it all together. They were well-versed in the law, and they pretended to have everything under control. But deep down, they were plagued by sin. And they were so smug and full of themselves that they claimed that they could see things clearly. And yet Jesus tells them that they were spiritually blind to the things of God. So just like something can be wrong with our physical eyesight, the same is true of our spiritual sight. Every single person is born spiritually blind. And what's remarkable about that is how virtually no one seems to notice. Most are pretty content to live in their blindness. 
Some would fiercely deny that they are spiritually blind. Imagine if the blind man didn't go and wash. Consider, a few hours later, a friend of the blind man passes by, notices him sitting in the same place, begging in the same place. This time, however, he's got mud caked over his eyes. Concerned, the friend asks, what happened to your eyes? Why is all that mud on your eyes? The blind man says, well, some stranger came by and made some mud and put it on my eyes and told me to go and wash and then I would see. I let him do it, but it didn't make much sense. I, I'm really fine. I'm, I'm fine. Well, nothing's wrong with me. I take pride in my blindness. Only when we can recognize that our blindness is a problem will we genuinely desire to see. But what are we talking about? What does it mean to be spiritually blind? Well, blindness is one of the ways to describe the effects of sin upon us. Spiritual blindness refers to our inability to recognize the truth of God in any situation. Just like a blind person cannot see, with, cannot see the light of day, likewise, because of our sin, we cannot see the light of God in Christ. Our blindness is not a lack of eyesight, but a lack of faith. And it's not just impaired vision. We are born without spiritual sight. Entirely self-centered and completely unreceptive to the things of God. You may have 20-20 eyesight in this world and see in Technicolor or HD, but we are born blind to anything involving God. We live as if He didn't exist or as if He didn't matter. Many of us, even though we're Christians, we are functional atheists. Your lives, a lot of times, don't, besides Sunday morning, don't look a heck of a lot different than anybody else's. And we don't think we're that bad. We often assert, I am a good person. And we've constructed a world where we will never admit that we are wrong about something spiritual. We're always right about spiritual matters. And we are often completely unwilling to recognize our sins. And Jesus says that such people are blind. Those who realize that they are in the dark are the ones who can truly see the light. We are all naturally unable to see the things of God. And just like a blind man can't will his eyes to work, we cannot, by our own reason or strength, believe in Jesus Christ our Lord or come to Him. However, notice how our text focuses on the miracle. Jesus healed the man who was born blind. How did He do it, by the way? Well, he put mud on the man's eyes. Why mud? 
Does that remind you of anything? In the beginning, the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground. This is an act of new creation. And with mud on his eyes, Jesus sent him away, promising that he would see again. And so the man goes and washes and he sees again. Jesus is your spiritual optometrist. Jesus comes to us. He comes to us while we are in our sin, in our blindness, and in our darkness. He comes to us when we are blind and helpless. And He comes to give us sight and to bring light into the darkness of our hearts. He comes with compassion and a desire to show us mercy. The same God who was present at the dawn of creation has entered our world to mend and restore all things that are broken. We see, we see this desire to mend things in Jesus' miraculous healing of the blind man. This is the work of God. And Jesus is willing and dedicated to do it. So willing that He'll even go to the cross to do it. And through that, he does greater things than just give life and light to a blind man. Jesus did not come to condemn the world, but to save it. He takes our sin, he bears it to the cross, and he creates new life for all who believe. This is the promise of the gospel that through Jesus, we can experience new life and hope, both now and forevermore. Jesus is our great physician. He is a, the specialist in spiritual sight. He gives sight to the blind, and what makes the difference is His Word. The Word uttered in the beginning that uh, created all things is the same Word that comes and recreated you. What was so special about that pool of Siloam? How can Siloam do such great things? It is certainly not the pool of Siloam, but it is the water combined with Jesus' Word. The same is true with baptism. It's not simple water, but it is water joined to God's Word and combined with God's command. The Word is what makes faith. Faith comes by hearing. Not seeing, not miracles, hearing. The seeing of faith, spiritual sight, is heard. The Word of Christ is what He uses to create and to keep you in saving faith. By the Word, the blind see, the deaf hear, the lame walk, and the poor have good news preached to them, the dead are raised, and sinners are justified for Jesus' sake. You continue to be called out of darkness through God's Word into Christ's marvelous light. His Word tells you that Jesus, though He was despised and rejected, is your Savior, your Redeemer, the Messiah. Jesus' Word promises you will have eternal life because of His death and resurrection in your behalf. And because of that, the reign of darkness is ended. A new creation is inaugurated. 
The Holy Spirit brings you to faith in Jesus as your Savior. That means He leads you to a recognition of your sin, your depravity, your need for Him and for forgiveness. As a lamp shining in a dark place, the Holy Spirit uses the Word of God as a bright torch to direct sinners like us into the way of truth. And this is why we need to continue to hear and learn God's Word. It is vitally important. As Jesus said, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And Jesus continues to be present wherever His Word is heard and proclaimed and taught. With Christ's light, we can finally see things the way they really are. The real meaning and purpose of your life can only be understood in your relationship with God through Jesus Christ and His bloody death on your behalf. Jesus saves us from our sins by giving us the faith that we need, but He also helps us to see the world around us the way it really is, the way God sees it. He opens our spiritual eyes here and now, and then He does promise physical healing in the age to come. As you gaze upon the suffering of Jesus, you can't help but notice that it is resulting from your own sinfulness. And when you lay your eyes on the baptismal font, you see something else completely different. You see the resurrection triumph of our Lord and your eternal life. In him. And when you look in the mirror, you don't see a sinner. You see a sinner who is a forgiven child of God, still imperfect, but restored and renewed by God's grace. We are no longer in the darkness. We have been brought to light and love by his mercy. As St. Paul says, we're no longer darkness, but light. The, and that means that the light of God's word should direct every word and every thought and every deed. Through His Word, the Son, Son of God enables us to see two things. What pleases the Lord and what is a fruit of darkness. And now, we're called as children of light to walk in the light. The power of lies of, and of evil in this world is very strong. It's easy for us to be deceived. Although we have been given spiritual sight in baptism, we always have a blind spot when it comes to spiritual things. This means we need help. We need a cane, a crutch, something to help our spiritual sight. A spiritual set of glasses. What is that? Only by checking back to Jesus and His Word over and over again can we be sure that we are standing beside the man born blind and able to say, I once was blind, but now I see. The alternative, the alternative to hearing and learning God's Word is to stand beside the Pharisees, certain of your rightness, but locked and bolted into a darkness that is of your own devising. So dear brothers and sisters, do not despise preaching and God's Word, but hold it sacred, gladly hear and learn it. <coughs> that means you guys need to come to Bible class. 
That means you guys need to come Wednesday nights when we have opportunities to hear and learn God's Word. I might not be the best preacher in the world. I might be boring, but it's God's Word. And it doesn't matter how boring it is, how useless you think it is, God's Word will do what it's meant to do. Do you believe it? Then get your butts here. It's not about me. It's not about money in the plates. This is about the Word of God showing you your sin, showing you areas of your life where you are blind, and giving you the life, hope, and forgiveness that only Jesus can offer you in a very dark world. If you don't believe it, you're never going to convince anybody else to, to believe it with you. To see Jesus, you must recognize that you, in and of yourself, are spiritually blind. Blind to any notion that you can see God by your own reason, merits, or strengths. Before you can know anything about God, you must recognize that in yourself you don't know anything about God unless He tells you through His Word. Before you can see, you must acknowledge that you are blind. You must see by hearing. Through the water and the word of your baptism, Jesus enables you to see. Through the continual proclamation and learning of God's word, you will see that Jesus is the light of the world. The light that no darkness, including the darkness of your sin and death, can overcome. And if, by God's grace, you remain in the one true and saving faith until your death, one day you will see with new and resurrected eyes, and the sight will be glorious. But from now, you must hear and learn God's Word. And today, because of Jesus, all of you can say what the blind man said. I once was blind, but now I see. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, Keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.